Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. We've been in a series entitled Why Mary? And I think there's two mistakes you can make with Mary. You can either venerate her so high that she almost becomes a, you know, like another species of being almost, or else you can make her just seem so ordinary out of a reaction to the other, that you miss the truths that her life has got to carry for every one of us. Luke 1 verse 28, And having come in, the angel said to her, that's Mary, Rejoice, highly favoured one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Who wouldn't want favour on their life? I know I do. I want it so that Whereas I go through my life, whether it's life in ministry or it's my uh, life in any area, I want to know that the favour of God that opens the right opportunities, that brings me to the right people at the right time, I want that favour around about my life. I thank God for all the times that seeming accidents, you might want to call them, coincidences, things that were serendipitous, to use the big word, they're things people might say, isn't that person lucky? Well, I think that if you're a believer, you have an opportunity to live not a lucky life, but a favoured life. And who wouldn't want that? And so we spoke the first service about Mary's courage. Please go back to that Find that again on YouTube. It's only two weeks ago. I think it was an extraordinary thing. Courage, I believe, is when you don't know what's coming up, but you go boldly into it anyway. That's what courage is. Courage is not where you've got it all wrapped up. Courage is when you don't know, but you go forward anyway. And then we spoke about Mary's availability. The second characteristic that made Mary someone that God chose. Availability will always outrank ability. And so every one of us can have courage in the way we face our life. Every one of us can have availability. I don't know about you, but I'm always telling the Lord, well, regularly anyway, Lord, I'm here. What do you want me to do? I'm available to you for whatever, whether it's something that others will notice or whether no one will ever know but myself, I'm available to you. And then this morning I spoke about Mary's steadfastness. It's the opposite of drift. The only person that was at the four major points of Jesus' ministry at the birth, at the, sorry, at the conception, at the birth, at the cross, and also the day of Pentecost, that's there for you. Of course, last Sunday, well, we had the wonderful production of his story. That's also up on YouTube. For those of you who missed it, you can go and get that there. But I want to take you to two verses that I think in the middle of the Christmas story open a window into the way Mary thinks and the reason why Mary was this person that God's favour come on. I think they're strange verses. There's a lot of verses in the Bible that puzzle me. But they don't puzzle me because I don't understand them linguistically. It's not that I don't understand what the words say, but I'm puzzled by why they're there. And here are two verses that say almost the same thing. The first one is in Luke 2, verse 19. 
And it says this, speaking about Mary, after all these wonderful things have happened, it says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Later on in that same chapter, it says about the young Jesus who's been up in Jerusalem at the temple, Luke 2.51. It says this, but Mary, then he went down with him and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. Interesting verses, aren't they? They make me think that most likely Mary is not an impulsive person. She's not hasty, but someone who thinks deeply. And amidst all the noise and all the excitement, both statements begin with the word but. So while everyone else is congratulating and celebrating, Mary is thinking about what this is about. And I believe not just thinking about what it means for the world, but what it means for her and her journey from that point on. If you want to get an understanding of how this woman could be steadfast, I believe that these two verses give you a little bit of a prompt into perhaps why Mary was able to journey for so long with nothing happening. Because Mary was thinking. I do think that the worst word in the English language is the word wait. After all, who wants to wait? My favourite word is now. I think the worst word is wait. And yet Mary is willing to wait for the fullness of the promise. Now the conception is instantaneous. The pregnancy takes nine months like it did for every woman having a baby. But the fulfilment of the promise she was given by the angel, which was not just that you'll get pregnant, not just that you'll have a son, but if you remember, the angel said to her, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You're going to give birth, Mary, not to just supernaturally giving birth to a baby, but you are going to bear the one who will be the saviour of the whole world. And I believe that Mary was able to differentiate between the thing God is doing now, listen to me, the thing God is doing now and the thing that God is doing now in order to achieve something greater later. So many people see what God does now and then run away going, wow, wasn't that amazing? When the whole way, it's almost as God as I've got to say, come back, come back. I haven't finished. You've only seen the start. I think about some of the things like Red Frogs, which started 20 years ago. We celebrated this year the 20th anniversary of Red Frogs. But back when it began, oh, then, believe it, we tell some of the stories about the challenges, but it was still pretty exciting. The team of people, 15, I think, wasn't it, that went down first or a dozen? They did come back with great stories. And then as it went on, more and more stories. But if you were to ask me where I think it's at now, I'd say, please don't run off and celebrate too quickly, as though somehow or other we've seen the end. For there is much more yet to come. 
if I think about hope and that wonderful ministry or transform or even online. Bruce, you remember back when we started, uh, what, what do we call it? The Metro Church on the, I can't remember, my internet church. My internet church. When we started that and we were all so excited and then when it never kind of went the trajectory we thought, we then kind of went, oh, well, okay, and put that one on the shelf. When Yes Text began, we didn't realise where it was going to go. And then when the Yes Texts started coming in every single week, we were like rejoicing. But can I tell you, those things were only ever the beginning of what God wanted to do. Yesterday afternoon, Solomon Path and myself are online to Pakal in India. And I asked him this morning, because the ministry began long before I even knew that it was happening, a ministry to widows. But yesterday, 120 people gathered in a brand new church building there. And we are there online, Anil Kumar and his wife and many of those people. There were four watch parties last week. Now, I'm not saying that so that we can all stop and go, oh, wow, aren't we incredible? Wasn't that amazing? I'm saying that almost for the opposite reason. I'm saying to you, don't run away too quickly with what you see happening now as though it's the end. Always be looking up from where you are and saying the promise to Mary was not Holy Spirit supernatural conception. That was a part of it. The promise was not the birth of a child supernaturally. That was a part of it. The promise that Mary kept holding on to was the promise of the Saviour for the world. Let me ask you tonight, are you holding on to all the dream that God gave, or have you somehow or other settled for a great beginning? Are you hearing me tonight? I believe there's some of us here that need to go back to the original word that God spoke to our heart and say, Lord, I'm believing for all of it. I'm not going to settle for just a great start or a couple of great milestones. How many, Mark, have we had in Transform? You know, so many amazing things have happened with that incredible ministry. And if you want to know more about it, you go to transformcambodia.com. And you can find that there. Our website will have the link. But when you go there, you know, our, our goal, our dream was never to start something that would educate a few but it was rather that a nation would be changed. So let me ask you again, come on for your dream and the thing that God put in your heart. Are you holding on for everything God has or are you going to just go, well, that was good. What do I do next? Are you with me? I know our dreams for Red Frogs are far, far greater than any of the great success that's come so far. There's a lot more to it than that. But who wants to wait? Conception, instant, pregnancy, nine months. The Saviour, well, that's 33 and a half years in the journey. Let me give you this phrase that I hope will help you to understand something for your life. And that's this, that Mary gives permission to process. 
Mary gives permission to God for the process to keep on happening. She's not saying, God, I want a start date and an end date. Can I tell you that when you say yes to Jesus, that will be a great beginning, but it's not the end. The Bible tells us that the name of Jesus, Revelation chapter 1, He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. And as I'm fond of saying, if it's not finished, you're not finished. And if you're not finished, it's not finished. So can we just all agree right now that we're going to say, Lord, I'm willing to wait for the all that you promised me. I'm not going to bail out early. I'm not going to pack up and go home before the main event. I wonder how many people at the first at the wedding that Jesus and his disciples went to where he performed that first miracle. I wonder how many guests had already left saying they run out of wine. Party must be over. And left before they saw the final miracle. I wonder how many people at when Jesus was preaching to 5,000 men alone beside women and children on that hillside and people go, I'm hungry, I'm leaving. And they left early before they saw the completion of everything God had. I feel so, so impressed by God tonight to say to some of you here, don't pack up and leave home. Don't, don't, don't leave the presence of Jesus before you see everything that God's promised you. Don't settle for an early exit from the things that God's promised to your life. Mary gives permission to process. She actually steps back and says, it's okay. I understand this will take time. Let me give you the four things that will take time in your life. They'll take time no matter what you are like or what your preferences are or how godly you are or not. They're all going to take time. There are four things where all of us, myself included, all of us have to give permission to process to take place. Here's the first one. The first thing that you've got to give permission to is this, that the right time takes time. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 says, But when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, Subject to the law. When the right time came, it took time to be the right time. Now, here's something that's a corollary to this, uh, something that goes alongside of it. Understand this, that any time but the right time will always be the wrong time. When you and I get impulsive and say, God, I'm tired of waiting for you. You promised me whatever it may be. You promised me you'd bless me. You promised you'd raise up my business. You promised me I would find my, my life partner. And God, I'm sick of waiting for you, so I'm going to go and help. God, move aside. Watch. I reckon I don't need you on this. I've got two eyes. I can go figure it out myself. Any time but the right time will always be the wrong time. And the wrong time will always end up with the wrong result. 
Go ask Abram. When he says, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And Sarah and he have a little conference one night over the candles at the dinner table. She says to him, you know what? I think we should help God out. How about you go and sleep with my servant? I'll give it to you. I mean, the, whole, the mind boggles with some of this, but, you know, and, and then out of that, a whole family gets split because somebody couldn't wait for the right time. Are you with me? Amen. Come on, about you. I'm telling God tonight, God, I'm waiting for the right time. You know what I mean? I don't like waiting for anything, but God, I'm going to wait for the right time. Don't be hasty. Don't be premature. Don't be trying to make it happen on your schedule. One of my favorite verses of the Bible is Isaiah 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They're going to walk and not faint. In other words, the promise of God is no matter how long it takes, I can get stronger and stronger, not weaker and weaker. No matter how long it takes, I can get there in the right time. Still, remember Caleb? 40 years they've been in the wilderness. Caleb said to Joshua, give me this mountain. And he said this, my strength today is the same for going out and coming in. In other words, he said, you know, I can go out, fight all the battles, do everything I've got to do. And when I come back, I'm just as strong as when I left home in the morning. Why? Because Caleb waited 40 years for the right time. He understood that if he would wait in a godly way, in other words, if he'd wait saying, God, you know I'm ready. You know I'm believing. God, you know I'm trusting you. Then you don't have to deplete and see opportunity escape. Rather, you can be ready when the right time finally comes. Here's the second thing that... Uh, you, you are going to have to give permission to process for it. That's this, is that growth takes time. Doesn't it? Hello? I remember reading the story of somebody, you know, from a big city. They got to a little country town. They wanted to know whether it was important, this place. And they went and asked this old guy who was sitting on a bench. And they walked up and they said to him, any big man born around here? You know, any important guys. And this old codger looked back at them and said, Nope, just babies. Best we can do here is babies. Probably different in the city. Well, the reality is growth is going to take time. Listen, can I give you, I think, a word of wisdom? Don't compare yourself to someone else and where they're at. That verse in James where it says the wrath of man, King James, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. But the word wrath there doesn't mean anger. It means emotion out of control. It's the Greek word orgy, from which we get our word orgy. It means when all discipline and all sense of, of containment disappears and we just give ourselves to whatever's going on at the time. He says, that will never work the righteousness of God. In other words, don't allow yourself to get carried away. Somebody else might be zooming ahead of you. Trust God. Let the Holy Spirit grow you. I've over-fertilised a couple of plants around my house from time to time. And when you try and force growth, it actually makes a weird plant. I really do. 
we, we've, we've had, had a few rose bushes that have grown up this year with, you know, thornier than ever. I think we just put too much fertiliser on too often. Can I say to you that people chasing spiritual fads in search of quick answers end up weird Christians? They do. They end up weird. I've watched it over the years. Christians that are like, You know, they, they make you just, you, you need to go and lie down after you've watched them. You know, it seems like they're just, you know, and you kind of go, hold on, chill out. Growth takes time. Here's the third one. Third thing you have to give permission to process to is fruit takes time. Fruit, whether it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit or the fruit of your efforts. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. So let's not get tired of doing what's good. Watch this. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. At just the right time. Hey, is there anybody else apart from me? Or am I the only Christian who's ever kind of going, God, would you please hurry up? Come on, God. Come on. Come on, Lord. Hurry up. Lord, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, that. Cartoon, cartoon character, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I want it to go faster. But fruit is going to take time. Have you ever felt as a Christian that you were just so woefully inadequate in your character? No, I'm the only one who's ever thought that and ever thought, God, I'm, <clears throat> the fruit of the Spirit has shriveled on the vine. When people discover the fruit of the Spirit, it's easier to sing about. It's a lot harder to grow. Amen. Can I get a witness? Love, joy, peace. It sings really good, doesn't it? Oh, I love you with the love of the Lord. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. I can see in your camera. Honk, honk. Fruit's going to take time enough. Come on, I'm not giving an excuse for poor choices here. I'm just saying, can you cut yourself a little bit of slack? Can you say to yourself, God, you're growing me? And that's going to take time. Fruit of my efforts is going to take time. Don't let discouragement or frustration destroy what God has begun. Here's the last one. Fourth one here that's going to take time. Team are coming. Be with us here in a minute. We're going to worship the Lord again. The fourth thing that takes time is maturity. Takes time. A lot of people get older, but they don't get more mature. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 says, This will continue till we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and thrown about, blown about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we'll speak the truth in love, growing up in every way, more and more like Christ who's the head of his body of the church. 
he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You want a definition for maturity? This is mine for you. The maturity is stability. Maturity is staying the course, not easily moved. Psalm 23 and verse 4, many of us know Psalm 23. It starts off with this person in a beautiful place. Verse 4, all of a sudden it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. On the other side of the valley of the shadow of death is something they can't see yet because they're not there yet. On the other side of it, there is a table spread in the presence of all the enemies. The anointing covers their mind. The storm that's been raging in the mind is now stilled by the anointing. But you know, when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, there's no anointing oil there. You've only got this rod and the staff. You've got the Word of God. You don't get the anointing and its peace and wholeness until you journey through that thing. Are you with me? So I want you to decide tonight, I'm going to give permission to those four areas of my life. I'm going to give God permission to make my time the right time. I'm going to ask God, God, here's my permission for growth to take place in my life. Here's my permission for fruit. It'll take time. And Lord, I want to become mature in my life in Jesus' name. I want to see time work for me, not against me in Jesus' name. Yeah, I want to pray right now. I know that there would be people here and you're a part of the service, whether you're online or in the building. And, you know, it's almost like I think the enemy knows what buttons to press. He'll press the button of frustration so that we jump out. That's what he did with Abram and Sarah. Sarah. He pressed the button of frustration. How long? When's it going to take place? Press the button of frustration and they made a poor choice in their frustration. God wants us to see his purpose come to pass in our life. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that is a part of this service. And some, Lord, that are a part of it online in the next few days or in the next week or two or whenever they'll find it there. But this word will still speak life and power in a month's time as much as it does right now. For your word is eternal, it lasts. It's not a moment's thing, it's a lasting thing. So Lord, I pray for those people that uh, where the enemy is telling them they're running out of time, where the enemy is saying the clock is ticking, the calendar is changing. Oh, quick, you've got to do something, Lord. I'm praying tonight that your divine peace will come into their life and that they will give permission to process to take place in their life. All of us do. Lord, I, I want to say that on behalf of Metro Church, Lord, that we're not holding you to a time schedule of this month or next or whenever, but we're saying, Lord, we're going to trust you with your times and bring them to pass in the name of Jesus. Lord, give us grace for every space, I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can we just sing together, man, team, if you'd come.
Do you can stay seated if you're in the building. For he alone is worthy. I want you to understand that when we sing this song, we are not singing about baby Jesus. We're singing about King of Kings and Lord of Lords Jesus. We're singing about the one that I mentioned earlier, the book of Revelation says, he's the Alpha. Christmas is about his beginning. He's Alpha. His Omega is still being worked out right across the nations. You look around your world right now, there's so many people anxious and worried, saying, I don't know what's coming. That's why we need to take moments like this. Say, Lord, I'm taking my eyes off the earthly and putting it on the heavenly. For He alone is worthy. Come on, sing with me. I really want you, whoever you are, I don't know who you all are, as in I don't know the detail of your life. But I sense the Holy Spirit wanting to do something profound amongst some of you. And say to you, I've got this. It's okay. I haven't forgotten. Some of you that have lost sight of the word that you started with, why don't you be like Mary? Consider all these things. Ponder them in your heart. Lord, you promised me that. I know you'll take care of it. Come on, do that while we sing it again. to do something even greater than perhaps you or I, we've talked often, but I feel like he wants to do something even more than what we've dreamed. God raised you up, not just for work, not just for skill, but he raised you up for heart. 
God wants you to take his heart to the next generation. With all that we do in education, all those things, God wants you to take his heart for hope. His heart for love to a generation that has often lost it. Some of, guys, some of you that maybe Luke and some of the others that are a part of that, we just pray with Hayden. We're not praying just for Hayden, the person. We're praying for Red Frogs. We're praying for what God wants to do. Come on, some of you that are there, just go gather in. Would you? It's all right. We've got time. We'll make time. In Jesus' name. Today, you can, you can go. Let's go. Just pray and say, God, would you do something extraordinary? We're making room for God to do what God wants to do. For He alone is worthy. probably already down the broadcast studio. Stay where you are, Solomon. We're going to pray for Solomon. Father, he and Rosalind, God has used them to raise up some amazing opportunities that we never knew how they'd be impacted by this year. So much of what we're doing online, not just there, but Albania and Italy as well and so many other places like that. But I believe that God has got more in store. I believe that God's got more in store for online. Pastor Bruce, we're praying for you. You're down in the studio right now, ready to pray for people, but we want to pray for them. Can we just do that? Father, we pray. Lord, for all those that you're speaking to right now, you're speaking to them, Lord, about the size of the dream. Lord, because we're not going to be content with a conception and a birth. We're not going to be content with a childhood and an upbringing. We want to see the fullness, Lord, of all that you promised for our life. For everything that we've given ourselves to and for, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I think so many lives are changed, aren't they, by yes? When someone says, every week I am profoundly astonished and how you can just say one yes to Jesus. You know, some of the people that are here serving tonight are people that walk past not knowing what the future looked like. Somebody we met, I think it was this morning, walking past on their way to something else, heard the worship, come in and give their yes to Christ. What a privilege. What a joy that we have to do that. You can give your yes. Never think to yourself, well, uh, you know, God wouldn't want me. Oh, yes, He would. 
It wouldn't matter to God how broken you were. Some of the people Jesus helped the most. The woman caught in adultery that everybody else wanted to push away. Matter of fact, they wanted to kill her. Yet Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. The Samaritans that they used, I only read it this morning. They used the word Samaritan, the, the title in a pejorative way. In other words, they used it as a put down. They said about Jesus, this Samaritan devil. Why? Because they couldn't think of a worse way to say without swearing. Yet Jesus preached to a whole Samaritan city. Revealed his Messiahship long before anyone else saw it. Don't tell me that you're too far gone or you're too broken or you're too bad. Because I'd bring up the Samaritan woman who'd had five husbands and now is living. I don't even know what the five all died of. I'd be a bit sus about being number six. But you know, Jesus revealed his Messiahship to that woman. Think about it. Jesus is not like people think. Jesus is for everybody. You can say your yes. In Australia, you just text YES. 0488-826-392. If you're outside of Australia or if you'd like to get help, and it comes with no strings attached at all. We don't need your name. You're welcome to give it, but we don't need it. We'll be praying for you. There's a whole team of about 35 people, I think, that will pray for you even though they won't know your name. But they'll know you said yes. You can do that by going to yes.metrochurch.org.au. And the day after you do that, you'll get from us a Bible verse and a prayer, different every day, that'll help you start walking with God. Why don't you do it? Send your yes. 0488-826-392. Yes.metrochurch.org.au. We'd love to hear from you. Well, Pastor Bruce and Solomon are there ready to pray. And Thank you for being a part of this second last Sunday of 2020. I believe next Sunday, which is that Sunday between Christmas and New Year, I am positively, I'm not going to bang the table, I drowned my Bible last week. But I believe it's going to be a great service, morning only, as Pastor Bruce told us. But Dr. Ruby, I just think you are just, well, I love I love all of you, Asher, Michael Jaremba, Michael, I love Ezra, love his drumming, you are such a good drummer, you really are, and I ought to know something or two about drumming, my son beat the daylights out of our entire saucepans when he was a child, are you ready, what are we going to sing, come on we're going to finish, I want us to go out there, can we go out on Christmas fired? Yes, we can. Is that a good yeah. what, what are we going to say? Joy to the world. I joy. To, I can't I think of a better person to lead joy to the world. Are you going to sing it in English or Shona? In English. <laughs> yeah. Come on, everybody. If you're in the building, stay and sing before we pray. Here they go. Here comes the team.
Pastor Bruce and Solomon, and if you'd like prayer and you're in the building, there's Pastor Ray waiting to lay hands on you and pray. God bless. See you somewhere soon. Thank you.